Hello, and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. My name is Zach Webb, and with me, as always, is Marshall Brook. I'm Marshall Brook, with Zach, as always. As always. Those were the terms... <laughs> When we signed our soul over to Satan to get this podcast. And, like, I kind of regret it. I want to leave a lot of the time. But every oh, time yeah. I do, there's this, like, really big buff demon standing by the door. Yeah. And he just crosses his arms and just shakes his head no. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time you tried to go to the bathroom and he stabbed you with a trident. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. The worst part is I can't get the trident out. Yeah. It's been four weeks. You know, it's funny. Like, I usually I think of like trident net combo always, but right, he just like had a gladiator. The, yeah, 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 but he just had the trident. Yeah, well, I think he's drawing inspiration more from like the 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 merman Poseidon trident types as yeah. opposed to like the uh, Greek gladiators. Yeah, the fisherman types. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, history, am I right, folks? Anyways, it's just, I'm just a little upset that no one at, er at work even asked me about this trident sticking out of my gut. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing: it's one of those things when you walk into an office and you see your coworker, <laughs> and then you see them have a trident like impaled in them. Oh, one of those things. Yeah, it's okay. it's, it's one of those things where you just don't you don't want to like call attention to it and they've had it this whole time and you're right. a shitty coworker and you just never noticed you or know? god forbid you bring it up and someone says you cannot discuss my medical issues at work because that's yeah. what i would have said if anyone brought it up like, right like like sympathetically or yeah. anything like that i just would have i just would have shut it down and threatened to sue yeah you would have said hipaa five times and then bleed out <laughs> Hippa, hippa, hippa. <laughs> <laughs> hungry, hungry, hippa. The new game of 2023, baby. <laughs> Uh, but as you guys can guess, this is a uh, music discovery podcast and a comedy podcast. Uh, each week, Marshall and I, we take a select theme and we cater a playlist of songs based around that theme. This week's episode is Dance Funeral, and uh, I'm sure you guys are all interested in what that is. And uh, mm -hmm. I think both of us are also interested in what it is. We got some <laughs> ideas and we'll, we'll see what spaghetti sticks to the walls. Uh, but Marshall, uh, you got a favorite dance move? Are you the one throwing spaghetti on our walls? I uh, We've moved past it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, my favorite to watch is probably the worm. Oh, sure. Um, I yeah. think the worm is incredibly entertaining. It's It, it, it manages to be both, both a very impressive feat. Yeah. While simultaneously also being hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, cool and goofy at the same time. Right, yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. it's like, I can't do the worm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a decent dancer, though. Um, I don't, like, know how to, like, do any kind of, like, proper or formal dance. But, like, yeah. like when it comes to just, like, cutting the rug on the dance floor, like, I can get out there and boogie-woogie. Yeah, you can pop and lock, but you can't drop. There was this time... <laughs> I, I don't know if I feel like I might have told this on the podcast. I don't know. But there was this time uh, uh, I was at a wedding in New Orleans mm -hmm. and I went to Bourbon Street with a bunch of uh, my cousins and stuff and just got real toasted. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and then I came home uh, or came back to the hotel and I was sharing a hotel room with my brother and my sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. um, and I, <laughs> I get to the hotel and I realized that at some point on my escapades on Bourbon Street, I had misplaced my hotel key. Oh, no. Um. But for some reason, for whatever reason, Zach, I decided to pop, lock, and drop it at that point. <laughs> Outside of my hotel room, locked out. And when I did so, I split my pants. Oh. <laughs> from, like, the front of the crotch... 
like right below the zipper. Yeah, yeah. All the, the way around yeah. past my asshole. Oh. It was like the whole center oh. of my pants. I, I almost no. wasn't wearing pant, like a pant, so much as like two pant legs. Yeah. That were being held on because I had a belt on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to go to the front desk and get them to let me into my room. <laughs> Did you tell them the truth, or did you make up a situation in which you got robbed and I someone ripped your pants? I did not point out my pants, and nobody mentioned it to me. Oh yeah. So I was grateful for that. Well, to my to my remembrance of the situation. Yeah. No one mentioned it to you, but they talked so much shit as soon as oh, you yeah. left. Yeah. You see that drunk fucking dumbass tourist who went on Bourbon Street, lost his key, and ripped his pants? Yeah. Typical. We have a we have a buddy who works at a hotel, and uh, he. Oh. Uh, Oh, he uh, like so he showed us a video recently where a naked man just walked out into the lobby of his hotel room super high and drunk just yelling and just yelling just yelling just yelling and uh he was just like okay uh, the authorities have been called and record and it's so funny because tony's like hey come look at this video yeah <laughs> so nonchalant doesn't tell you what it is it's, it's just like, like very nonchalant yeah. and then it's straight up just like a, a public freak out video from the internet you yeah, know what I mean? the kind of things you never actually see in real life you just, right you just see because other people have camera phones exactly yeah <laughs> oh man well yeah that uh <laughs> That's unfortunate about your pants there, but I think my favorite dance move <laughs> is the Bernie. Mm. Uh, the Bernie fascinates me. The Bernie's fun, dude. Because the Bernie's a, a very fun dance. I would say most people can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, I have no idea how that came about in the time that it did. Like, if the Bernie, like, if Weekend at Bernie's came out and everybody was doing the Bernie, that would make sense, right? But there was just, like, an ocean between the time that, like, Weekend at Bernie's came out and then the Bernie as a dance move came out. Well, you have fallen to the common misconception that the, the dead man that you're imitating in Bernie, when yeah. you're doing the Bernie, is the Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. It's actually uh, Bernard Danceworth III. Oh, I thought you were about to say Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh, no, that'd be cooler. But, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad to not be Im emulating a dead man and it's Bernie Sanders because like I hope he lives a long time yeah me too a, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, good, yeah good dude yeah rage into the night you know yeah. <laughs> the top 1% of the 12% dances <laughs> puts on his mittens and sits back down he's finished his statement to the congress <laughs> <laughs> oh man tap dancing Bernie Sanders would be fucking dope we could make that. Yeah, with like AI. Deep, deep fakes are a thing now, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. Love technology. Yeah, no, it's real cool and also horrifying. Um, <laughs> uh, but Marshall, uh, before we get into our next segment, yeah. I think uh, we can go over uh, a segment that never gets overlooked. It's mm -hmm. constantly uh, remembered. And, well, it's because uh, we do the show the same way every week. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And that is uh, Beer of the Day, my guy. What are you drinking? Beer of the day, my guy. What are you drinking? It's <laughs> a little uh, theme song I wrote for. Ah, uh, yeah. You just come segment. up with that on the spot. Uh, I've been I've been working on it oh, real nice. hard. Yeah. Real, I mean, real. Yeah, real hard. It, it, it seems close. So I'm having a beer that uh, I've I've had on the show before. Um, it's a good old Texas beer. Uh, from the Spetzel Brewing Company in Shiner, Texas. I'm drinking me a ram-crested Shiner Bach beer. Ah, uh, yeah. Shiner Bach, woo, 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 baby. Woo, woo, woo. 
Uh, I, too, am drinking a Shiner, and I actually drank a lot of Shiner this weekend, Marshall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I went to a wedding mm-hmm. uh, this weekend uh, with my lovely girlfriend, and it was actually a, a, a very interesting thing, because this is the first time that I've ever actually been a plus one at a wedding. Like, oh, as opposed to bringing a plus one? Right. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I've actually, I realized this as we were driving there. Aren't I was like, lucky yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh shit, well, it's like, I have a big family and like yeah. other stuff like that. So most of the weddings I'm invited to, it's either like someone in my family or a very close friend, you know, and usually my close friends also know my extended family. Sure. You know? Sure. And so uh, I realized as we're driving there, I was like, oh shit, I don't know any fucking person there. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, it kind of hits me, but I'm like, okay, you know, cool, cool. I'll just vibe. And it was a, it was a beautiful wedding, great ceremony. I did meet uh, uh, the most important person there, and that was Christopher, and he was the bartender. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and I drank a shitload of Shiner that night. <laughs> you were uh, like, Christopher, I just want you to know that tonight's about you. Yeah. <laughs> tonight's all about you, Christopher. This is your day. <laughs> I don't have any cash. Let me Venmo you 20 bucks. I'm so know? sorry I wore white. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing white in the tie. He was wearing he white. Was. Yeah, oh, like he's like faux tuxedo look, right? Yeah, but he was yeah. a, he was a dope dude. And uh, you know, we're gonna be talking a lot about DJs in this episode. And I gotta say, this DJ at this wedding was the worst DJ I've ever seen in my life. I, I know. I talked about the wedding I went to like a yeah. couple episodes back. Uh, yeah, uh, and that DJ was maybe the same guy. I don't know. It was. Terrible. He was an the, older British man. No, yeah. No, we had a, uh, he was he was a younger guy, uh, but the bride and groom literally complained to him vocally multiple times, and Jeez. then came over and complained to me. Oh my gosh! Um, oh. Um, and and he didn't change what he was doing. <laughs> was he just playing a bunch of weird shit like things? That- um, he was doing so. Like the thing is, uh, the bride and groom at the wedding that I was at, um, um, they're like country music folks. You know what I mean? Big trucks, cowboy boots, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and the thing was, so they wanted a lot of country music because that's what most of the people at the party would dance to. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I was super stoked when he wasn't playing country music because I was able to dance to that because I can't two step. Um. Yeah. But the thing about it was, he would play like thirty seconds of a country song or forty five seconds of a country song, and then he. He would play like 45 seconds of my humps by the black eyed peas and then he would play like 45 oh, seconds no. of like came upon me wave by wave oh jesus and then fuck. he would play 45 seconds of, of of i don't know some little wayne party song and then he'd play like you know what uh, i mean yeah. it's just, just all over the place just yeah. all over the place never played a full song and like, it's one of those things where it's like it's cool when a dj like like a, a, a truly good dj We'll sit there and splice songs together in a yeah. set. And so what you'll do is you'll have a whole bunch of seam- seamless transitions between a whole bunch of different like hits right, that yeah. everyone wants to dance to. Yeah. And this guy was like basically bringing up the crossfader on one while bringing down the crossfader on the other. Oh, um, God, and yeah. then just like and then just like not letting any songs play out. It was yeah. like it was like uh, YMCA started, and there were a whole bunch of white people at this wedding, so, so like, everyone gets yeah. on the dance floor. Yeah, for sure, of course. YMCA. Yeah. And then, like, soft piano starts playing. What the fuck? <laughs> and it gets into, like, one of those, like, tearjerker, like, slow dance songs. That's so weird. Yeah, dude, it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. I uh, so, so, pretty much this DJ, I knew it was bad already, because, like, he, like, it was like trying to like let everybody know like the first dance is about to happen. He's like, as you guys can tell, I'm from Alabama, Texas. 
You told I, me that earlier, and it's like, and it's like you say it with such disdain. To me, that joke is so fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was. It, I didn't have to listen to him DJ, so yeah. like, I don't have, I don't have this, this as negative of an impression. But it's yeah. like to me, I'm like, that is like material. This guy does this like all yeah. the time. That's like part yeah. of his set. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> it, it, and, and it was one of those things that hits me as a jaded fuck, where I go, yeah, yeah. where I'm like, he says that to all the girls. Yeah. You're, like, you know? you're like, he's such a fucking hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, I'm gonna need y'all to give me a yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeah, and it was just like, and people were like, ah, oh, yeehaw, because it's like, uh, yeah, we're we're Texas, we fucking get it, all right. Like, I don't fucking come to your fucking country and go, let let me hear everybody say, give me some tea and crumpets. Now, I, uh, you don't say that because uh, last time we were in the UK, you just kept walking up to people and saying, "Hello, bravna." Yeah. It was either that or I said, we won. We beat you. We, we won. We beat you. You lose. <laughs> you we lose. win. Yeah. You lose. We win. <laughs> <laughs> At like a punk bar with a bunch of skinheads. Oh, yeah. like. <laughs> no, they would agree with America. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's uh, fucked, that's- right? That's it. Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just, it was so, it was just so awkward. Like he would do the same sort of thing where he was only playing like 45 seconds of a song and, and the, the tone of which was all the fuck over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like, not only that, but then during the speeches, he gave a speech. Wait, what? Yeah. The you know, DJ gave a speech. The DJ gave a speech. And don't get me wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, like, like a, 40 minute fucking like monologue or anything like that he just said like a quick couple of things but like it even still it was just like who the fuck is this guy you know we've got a saying back in alabama where we like to say that love love is like a little crumpet and when you get this crumpet and you shove it in your mouth and you wet it with some tea so you can swallow it whole Swallow that crumpet oh. That's love. That's love. Uh um, and then everyone stood up and clapped. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh it was That's a weird rough, weekend. Man. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, drinking Shiner Buck. <laughs> Let's test that real quick. <laughs> this is a good beer. I, I really like this one. Oh yeah, of course, but uh but yeah, Marshall, uh so <laughs> It's time for us to get into our first segment. Yeah. And uh, so I had this idea. Uh, we've done this in the past where we, we read Yelp reviews uh, about sp- you know, certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I was like, well, let me look into uh, some some reviews of funeral homes. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. And. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. And uh, man, we're. <laughs> We're about to go on a journey here, folks, oh and uh, I, I want to I want to preface this by saying that I know that there are some funeral homes because I have seen other reviews. There are some funeral homes that are very good, right? They understand that you are at a uh, a rough time in your life and you need a lot of love and support, right? And a and a difficult time. And then there are other fucking scumbags who will price gouge you who will mm-hmm. use your grief and your your tragic uh state of uh existence at that moment in time mm-hmm. to extort you for all the money that they can right and and then there's a whole whole bunch of them that kind of live in that middle ground yes yes <laughs> um, real quick i just want to say uh, on on monday zach when i was driving to work and we were not carpooling yes 
Um, um, and I was super stressed. Uh, I was supposed to be at a meeting at like 7 a.m. that day, and I was driving to work at about 7.15 yeah. um, is when I left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very stressed. I'm like hauling ass. And there's this funeral home that we drive past every day going to work right next to a graveyard. Yeah. It's very fancy. They've got a gigantic billboard. And I literally, as I was driving, and I'm sitting here like, I'm going to miss this meeting. I'm going to lose my job. Like, I yeah. don't even give a shit about this job. Like, whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, man, maybe I should just apply at that funeral home. And then the next, like, 15 minutes of the drive were me being like, yeah, working at a funeral home is probably not that bad. And yeah. then me being like, man, but dead people are gross. And then me going like, but working at a funeral home is probably not that bad. But like, oh, dead people are nasty. Yeah, dead people <laughs> do be gross. Uh <laughs> So that was just a, a little bit of real life. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I want to preface this by also saying I have gone to more funerals than I would like to. Mm. And I remember my first funeral going to it. Uh, it was my cousin's funeral. And I was like maybe like eight or like nine or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember that the guy who is leading the service would not stop singing. This is like hot off the heels of like American Idol. You know? Like like I thought there were so many different things I yeah. thought you might say there and singing was not it and it's yeah. just like holy shit that's first of all you can't decide that that's going to be your thing for this family that's grieving. Yeah. Um um you like like I'm of the opinion part of your job is working with people who are dealing with grief whether that's like a counselor or whether that's like uh, uh, someone who uh, officiates funerals, officiates the wrong yeah, word, yeah, but like yeah. a funeral home director or yes, what have you. I think you. that's the term. Um, it's like you, <laughs> you need to always approach it, I feel like, with a very flat, kind of distanced delivery mm-hmm. because that gives you a sense of reverence despite their not knowing of the person. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, and it, it doesn't mean you can't have lighthearted moments or, yeah. if they, you know, or, or things like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's like the, when you're not like one of the loved ones, there's, there's an amount of just like respect about just being like a dour man in a suit, just like shaking your hand as you enter and not really doing anything else. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, this guy, I mean, I if it was if he sang only one time, that would have been yeah. That's <laughs> oh my god. Three songs, Marshall. <laughs> Three songs. This man sang, <laughs> and I remember like being I'm a so kid. Sorry, I'm just cackling at your your cousin's funeral right yeah now. no no no. we're not laughing at the fact that my cousin died we're, we're laughing at this pompous asshole this fucking idiot who, fucking who literally was thing. like like literally like i could swear he was auditioning for american idol like that that it was like the feeling of it like we were just practice you know it was just he was singing with like vibrato and his voice yeah yeah <laughs> So as I lead into this segment, I just want to remind us all that we're not poking fun of the people who have actually lost somebody. We're poking fun of the fucking idiots that run these things. That run these things. All right. And uh, all right. Our first one is uh, DeBerry Funeral Directors, uh, Funeral Services and Crematoriums. One star uh, just got yelled at by an employee while at my grandmother's funeral. I spilled a drink. He threw a towel at me and said, that's why I told you there are no drinks allowed. Now clean it up. (laughs) By the way, 
I'm six months pregnant with twins and was supposed to be at home on bed rest drinking plenty of fluids. Oof. Yeah, I, I read I read some of the other reviews on there and there were other people who were at that funeral who were just like, yo, fuck this guy. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Uh, it was uh it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, um just real quick. Ear, ear earbuds, people out there who listen mm. to this show. Um whether your profession is funeral director or not, um, don't throw rags at pregnant women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Marshall. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, uh, saying uh, to, especially a person who is grieving, uh, who made a mistake by accidentally dropping maybe a glass, uh, doesn't deserve to be yelled at like a kitchen wench. You know. Well, I, I, I think there's an argument that kitchen winches shouldn't be yelled at, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. We're progressive. <laughs> you said that was such a mean look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another one from uh, uh, North Dallas Funeral Homes. I've been meaning to write this for a year. I had the same horrible experience as everyone else. They promised my dad's cremation would be done by a certain date, and they never even filed the right paperwork and were totally put out that even I would uh, call to ask. I finally, uh, I had to finally deal directly with the coroner who felt sorry for me knowing we planned an entire funeral around a certain date, and she got it all done for me. Then I sent a family friend to pick up his remains, the, and the woman had a nasty attitude and shoved the urn into her hands and said, here, it's still warm. What the fuck? Yeah. <gasps> and walked away. Fuck. Like, what? Say the name of that establishment one more time, This Zach. is North Dallas Funeral Home. Uh, <laughs> and then they close it by saying, this place is the worst customer service of any place I've ever experienced. You'd think a funeral home of all places would focus on customer service. It's like it's like one of those things where where I'm always I always try to I like I've worked several jobs that are like customer facing. Um, I've worked several jobs where I have to deal with the public, and I always try to I always try to give the people in those roles a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, because when you're constantly dealing with people, it's rough. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure constantly dealing with grieving people is rough. Sure. Um, but there's also an amount of it. Um, and again, I, my job before this one is I, I, I supervised a Starbucks. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like, I, this is not coming from a place of like not knowing the walk. There's an amount of it though, where it's like, this is the job you signed up for. Sure. And you have to expect an amount of it and you have to still put on that face and do and it. And be that's, professional. That's part of working with customers. And yeah. the thing about it is the second that person and leaves if they're an asshole you walk up to your co-workers and you talk mad shit yeah um and if they're doing anything that's like flagrantly abusive or anything like that you kick them out and tell them that you are refusing them service yeah what you don't do is shove their dead father into their hands and say he's still fucking warm yeah from the cremation yeah that's what you don't fucking do you don't do that you know you don't <laughs> <laughs> and you would see yeah yeah <laughs> Earlier, Marshall, remember <laughs> earlier before we recorded the episode, and I said it's gonna get bleak here. Um, <laughs> I'm so scared about where we're going. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just finished my first shiner. <laughs> uh, okay, this one's, uh, this was pretty fucked. Uh, this is also <laughs> North North Dallas Funeral Home. Oh, good. Uh, do not use them. 
They scam and lie to get more money out of you. This woman said she would give me a price of my father's funeral, then kept changing me, uh, changing it. Uh, she said it would be twenty two hundred for everything. Then said I couldn't view his body. I needed two hundred dollars more. I gave it to her, and then she needed another three hundred and fifty dollars just to see the body. We should we should maybe seriously consider reporting these people. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I uh, I. Uh, they didn't even spell his last name right when he, uh, on the papers. The worst part is his last name was Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so simple. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? You put a K in there. They, they spelled it Jones, but like J-O-H-N-S, like Ohms. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I've uh, I've seen some shit on there where it's like, oh, no, you have to pay extra money to see the body. And I'm like, yo, what? And here's the thing. I, I, I don't know how that business works. And maybe yeah. that's a standard practice or something like that. But it's like, again, in that industry, you need to be very upfront. Yeah. Um, um, and if you're not being very upfront, then I, I am going to assume the worst about you because, because again, you're dealing with grieving people Yep. <laughs> and, and, and to take advantage of that is just so, so gross. Yeah. But I mean, banks also used to be cool. So that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> something to consider about the changing times, you know? <laughs> All right. I got one more for you. Okay. This this one's messed up, Marshall. This is from Lone Star Cre- uh, Cremation. All right? It's going to be a little long. <laughs> it's going to be a little rough. Uh, but so is cremation, so I'm ready. <laughs> first sentence, all caps. Lone Star almost dropped my dead grandmother. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> my grandma took her final breaths a few weeks ago on June 18th, surrounded by her children, her grandchildren, and her closest loved ones. Hospice had been there with her 24 hours a day for a few weeks at that point, and we knew the time was coming when the Lord would be calling her home. After she passed, we were informed that the coroner from Lone Star Cremation would arrive and she would be taken to Lone Star Cremation. Unfortunately, we weren't prepared emotionally, spiritually, or physically for what we were about to witness. Oh, God. A young man from Lone Star Cremation came in and did a very little to make us feel at ease. He was cold and, frankly, didn't have the demeanor I, would, I, I expected someone of his position to have. We had just lost our matriarch, our grandmother, our mother. Real quick, I just want to yeah. say, it sounds like this guy had the attitude of, of, of the lady at Whataburger when we were in the drive-thru yesterday. Oh, yeah. Where you were being just like, like, I, I, and, and to your credit, it was one of those situations where she was clearly having a bad day. That happened. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. And you were being exceedingly nice. Not not exceedingly. You were being the appropriate level of nice. Again, as someone from the service industry, someone oh, yeah. like that comes through our drive-thru. Great interaction. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? My whole thing is I'm not there um, to cause um, problems. Um. <laughs> I I don't I don't care. You're you're a person and I love you. You know? But yeah, it was just like it was just it was so funny how curt she was because like yeah. like you were you were literally like smiling and say like smiling as you said thank you into the speaker. Like yeah. like you were being that kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, but we're, we're yeah, buckle uh, up here, buddy. I think I had to interject there because I'm just scared. <laughs> yeah. Um, he seemed uh, he seemed to rush into the room where she was and didn't prepare us for what to expect during this departure process. Our family went into the living room to allow the space and time to get things prepped to take her. 
he left his gurney and the velvet body bag in the living room and proceeded to try and carry no, my grandma no, out of the room with assistance no. of our elder, very elderly hospice nurse. No, I was going to make a joke about him slinging the grandma over his shoulder, and that's what he fucking did. That's what he fucking oh does, God. bro. Lone oh Star God. Cremation sent uh, one young man to pick up my grandma. The young man came out of the room trying to carry my grandmother, and he almost hit her head on the wall. He was clearly struggling to hold her up, and in fact, he almost dropped her. He, he hadn't set the gurney to the proper height, so he couldn't get her on it. My own mother had to help lift her dead body onto the gurney as she helped buckle her into uh, in after her feet were caught in the sheets. He tried to wrap her in. Her head was sticking out of the top and watching her being treated with such little dignity and care was heartbreaking. All of this was happening as my mother, my aunt, my cousins, including my youngest cousin of nine years old. I'm just gonna say what your uh, what your face is saying. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I like don't even have anything to add here. Yeah, normally, I know. normally I've got like a silly quip or something to like diffuse. Nope. This is fucked, dude. This is so fucked. Uh, this young man was clearly ill-equipped to be picking up any deceased loved ones. He needed help and couldn't have used an extra hand. An extra hand that wasn't my mother's, who had just experienced such a tremendous loss. He didn't even place the velvet body uh, cover over her to protect her. After watching my mom buckle my grandma and help this man do his job, he proceeded to say a prayer that honestly came off awkward and insincere we are a faith-driven family and my grandma was a strong believer so we know heartfelt prayer when we hear it and that wasn't it i'm honestly experiencing a lot of ptsd from that evening so i can't even imagine what my baby cousin is going through after witnessing such an awful way to say goodbye to his grandma so here's the thing there it does go on i'm gonna cut her off here good, good. because because the rest of it is she emailed the guy the guy who owns this place and then he clapped back which uh was like uh like pretty much mansplaining the process of like what they're supposed to be doing and sticking up for this guy and saying like, Oh no, actually he's one of our best. Well, let's be clear, sir. Even if he is one of your best, it is your job, not his job as one of your best to send two people to pick up a body. Yeah. Cause you know what you can't do without help? Pick up a body without slinging it over some body part or cradling it like some kind of yeah. fucking psycho. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, Jesus and then, Christ, dude. And then he fucking commented on the fucking Yelp review. Uh, uh, like, like that's not how it happened sort of thing. And it was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, bro. Like, I get it's your business and you've, like, turned it off, you know, of, like, uh, like oh, like, it's just profit and that's no longer, like, actual human lives that you're dealing with. But you're a fucking asshole. So not that long ago, during our bar rescue episode, we talked about how how uh, uh, in Kitchen Nightmares, Gordon Ramsay, uh, uh, something he said, uh, basically, once you, once you sacrifice your quality for money, mm-hmm. once you start cutting costs on your quality, um, to try and put more money in your pocket, you're done. Yeah. Um, and I do think that that's true for a lot of like service industry places. Yeah. Um, the thing that's really crazy about like the death industry, just as a whole, is that is that I think it's it's so much less. 
you you have a lot less you can do as a consumer of that industry. Yeah. I'm sure in a lot of small towns you've got one option. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, for um, sure. Well, um, and, and you know, and and maybe in those small towns there is a little bit more of a community. Well, and so here's where the it's thing. like, you know, it's 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 more like focus based on absolutely, like absolutely. you know, it's like I imagine all these people they go to church together, they you know, it's like sure, they sure. know each other, you but know. But here's the flip side. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know? <laughs> maybe. Um, it's 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 one of those things where it's like, I I, it's just tough because my grandmother passed in a very similar situation. My yeah. grandmother and my yeah, dad yeah. said uh, my whole family was there. Um, I was yeah. there with a bunch of my cousins. We were in like one of the back bedrooms with uh, we had an Xbox 360 and Halo 3 had just come out. Yeah. Um, and there were like like twelve. I've got so many cousins on my dad's side, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and there were like twelve or fourteen of us in that back room, just like taking turns playing four player Halo 3. Yeah, sure. Um, and the thing about it was like. My whole family was there pretty much. Yeah. And so it was like when my grandmother passed, like, you know, it was actually really funny. We'd be playing Halo 3 and like one of the cousins would run into the room we're all playing and she, he, she they'd go, Abuelita's dying. And we all, we would all like get up from Halo and like run <laughs> yeah, to the room yeah, sure. where Abuelita was. And yeah. then like, and then she'd hold on for a little while longer. And yeah, after sure. like 30 minutes of hanging out with the family, we'd go back and play more Halo. Yeah, and then sure. there'd be another false alarm. And, but it was like, I, I remember that whole, I was there for like a week. Like, yeah. I ended up with like like being out of school for like a week, as did many of my cousins. Yeah, um, sure. and, and it was like as weird as it is, my grandma's passing is like one of my cherished memories with my family. Oh, of course, um, man. Well, um, I mean, and the we way were you all there, we were all it. together. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and it's like, it's so funny that it's like we were all playing Halo Three. Well, my, but you know yeah. what I mean. It was also like a fit situation yeah. where it was like there was well, so much just love there. Yeah, your grandmother would um, want you to be happy. You know, and like, I remember when she passed. Yeah. Um, and the funeral home people came over. Yeah. Um, and I felt really weird about that whole situation. I sure. was in probably like sixth grade, something sure. like that. I don't know yeah. how old you are. We've established I don't do well with ages and grades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all very confusing for me, Matt. Yeah. Halo um, 3. Yeah, probably sixth grade. Something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. But uh, I remember two guys from the funeral home showing up. Yeah. And we all left the room she was in, and they took the gurney into the room where I assumed the two gentlemen uh, very professionally and with, gracefully with and... two people yeah. <laughs> put her on the gurney and everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just funny because it's like it's like this whole story uh, was very tragic for me just because I experienced that same situation in such a positive light. Right. Yeah. And it's so tragic that they the yeah. fucking Jim fucking slung their grandmother over his shoulder. And like, right. Like basically smacked her head on a door right. frame. Dude. Because, Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Because pretty like <laughs> exactly what you're saying, though, of like n that was a good moment. And a lot yeah. of people do not experience that both uh, on both sides. Right, you know? right, right. A lot of people don't die surrounded by all the people who've ever loved them or love them, you know, currently. And, 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 and plenty of people don't get to be around that loved per loved one as they're dying and, and, you know, kind of like seeing that transition and stuff like that. But to go from your your <laughs> beloved grandmother has just passed Jesus. away to now somebody is slinging her like garbage is so fucked up. And it's just like, fuck those guys, you know? As you can probably tell, this is a music discovery and comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I wish I could say it's not going to get any weirder. But we got our we main segment. we're talking about dance yeah. funeral today, y'all. Yeah, dance funeral, baby. <laughs> Let's get into it. Marshall, 
Uh, uh, now is the point in the podcast where you let everybody know how this goes every single time. So um, today we're doing things um, a little bit different. And by that, I mean the same way that we do it every single week here at Ear Drunk Podcast. Uh, Zach and I have each prepared a five song playlist to the theme of dance funeral. Yeah. And uh, we are each going to present all five of our songs. Now, like I said, even though we do it the same way every week, this one's a little different. I'm doing my five songs first from inside of this coffin, six feet under dirt. Yeah. And the whole time I'm doing mine, Zach is going to have a shovel, and hopefully he digs fast enough to get me out, because right after that, he's hopping in the coffin, he's saying his five, and I'm burying that coffin. Oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. We talked about it. You agreed to this. You were very sleepy. Yeah. Um (laughs) (laughs) That's just me generally. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but so uh, I guess I guess uh, I'll dive in and I'll start digging. <laughs> so uh, earbuds, I do have to be kind of honest about my portion of the segment today. Oh yeah, what's up? Uh, I, I kind of called it in on this one. Uh, my whole my whole half of our main segment is copy pasted from a WikiHow article titled "How to Mourn a DJ." <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, I'll try my best to describe the pictures from this wiki how for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started. Yeah. The first section of this wiki how is titled Meet Me at the Graveyard by DJ Different. <laughs> enjoy like the minimalism in this track so like i don't listen to a whole ton of edm but i do really like edm yeah um it's just not necessarily like my wheelhouse you know what i mean Um, but i love a lot of edm like this where it's very drawn back and there's not a ton of beat boops and not not a ton of wah wah wahs and not a ton of like zwimps yeah um and it's just like mostly just an emphasis on like the percussion that's kind of moving things forward um there's a lot of like ambient synth in the background of this yeah i I don't know if it's like if it's under house or trance i feel like it's one of those one of those i'm so bad with edm genres me too because there's like a million of them right well when I used to listen to EDM like a lot more when I was in high school, sure, um, uh, trance was like the one that I listened to, sure. And so, and so, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes I can name a trance like when I hear, like I can name like, oh, that's a trance song, but like even then, not really, sure, because <laughs> just like EDM has so much variety to it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but one of my favorite things in this song is that there's this, there's this. The, once you get a chunk into the song, there's just this woman who's like vocalizing. She's just singing. It's it's it's. Uh, I would assume a sample from like uh uh. It sounds kind of like disco-y almost, like the way that she's like elevating through yeah. the octave or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. For like sure. like like the way she hits that peak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost sitting above the mix and has a ton of reverb on it, and so it sounds yeah. kind of like ghostly. I think what I said when we were going is like I was waiting for this banshee voice to. Hit. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, red red berry. There's this vibe to this song with like how drawn back it is and and how much it's just like a beat mm-hmm. uh where where 
it's definitely got a little bit of like like not a scary vibe, but maybe like a spooky vibe. Yeah, you know, it's definitely somber. Like honestly, if it was eleven thirty at night. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in this graveyard waiting for my friend to show up because I texted him, meet me at the graveyard. Um, <laughs> but I'm at the graveyard alone right now and yeah. this song's playing. I'm probably pretty creeped out. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? Unless you're rolling on that molly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, come roll with me at the graveyard. Yeah. Beethoven's rolling over in his grave. Molly, I fucking dropped down the chute. Just, the grave chute. Just seeing someone do like the finger gloves in front of a headstone. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. I miss you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the graphic for this first section in the wiki how. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so it shows uh, 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 someone stepping out of their car at nighttime, mm-hmm. and they're in front of a big mausoleum at a graveyard. Uh, the entry to the burial chamber, though, has been blocked by a stage. Oh, and wow. on top of that stage is an empty DJ booth. And there's a line of very clearly like EDM kids <laughs> um, all lined up waiting for their turn to go up to the booth and perform a record scratch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun line. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's got the fast pass on that one. <laughs> Did you pay for the fast pass at my funeral? <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I get to go first. <laughs> I make more money. <laughs> I just you said that in, in the faces of so many specific people at work. Yeah. Oh my- <laughs> uh, yeah, they suck. Um, and that brings us to our second header, the second section of this uh, of this WikiHow mm. article. That's just titled "Goodbye." <laughs> dig this one yeah this one's good this yeah one's, this one's real solid i like the the warbly synth i mm-hmm. like the um the sort of like almost vocals in the background right yeah like it kind of reminds me of like and i've heard this in a few other songs where it's like very breathy sort of like reversed and reverbed vocals mm-hmm. that are just kind of like played as more ambience than actual like you know, uh, vocals. Right. And the vocal in, in, in that context, they're not saying words. It's yeah. kind of just like a, Whoo. Yeah, it's like a ghostly moan. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sound of a dead DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like this one because this one is also pretty minimalistic compared to a lot of EDM. Oh yeah. Definitely. Uh, but this one's got a lot more just like interesting little sounds throughout. There's a yeah. lot of, it's like, and it's, it's interesting cause there's a lot of different little bits that they add in and take out and add in and take out. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing has, other than the percussion 
has a very muted sense to it, where it almost sounds like you're hearing it through like water or like the air is thick or something like that, and everything yeah. just sounds a little like like pushed back. Yeah. Um, and I I really liked that element about it. The fact that it's muted like that, it makes the whole song feel very somber. Yeah. Um, which like I mean that makes sense. It's like a very good musical allegory for like a lot of times the the melancholy feeling of a goodbye. Yeah. You know which. Uh, <laughs> title of the song <laughs> um, they got it <laughs> you nailed it you nailed it kids um and, and i just wrote that this song honestly it makes me feel stuff man yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah, me feel for sure, stuff man. um but on this one before we get to the picture i'm gonna read you uh the text of the article um it says uh, uh it is now time to pay your respects to the deceased everyone grieves differently but it's common practice to dip low over the casket Whisper something to the daft punk laying inside, and then take a moment to reflect, because before you know it, you could be the next dead mouse in a coffin. The feelings cascading over you. Benny Benassi. <laughs> Couldn't stretch that one, huh? Couldn't nope. <laughs> Nope, but I wanted to say it. Yeah, for sure. It's a great name. You know, satisfaction. <laughs> and uh, uh, this one, this one, uh, 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 the picture is just the casket, but open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's not wearing specifically um, a dead mouse hat or a Daft Punk hat. Yeah. Um, or any of those other, like a marshmallow hat. Yeah. Um, but he does have a very crazy hat mask thing on, like some <laughs> other uh, fictitious <laughs> DJ might have. <laughs> A copyright safe mask. Correct. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And that brings us to the third entry in this WikiHow article that is, I, I found and it was so useful to me. It yeah. just seemed to really hit all the beats that I wanted to hit with this playlist. Real wild. Almost catered too, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to our third section called Rising Lightning by BTSEM. going on in there you yeah know? yeah <laughs> so for how much i liked the first two songs because of their minimalism and yeah like their simplicity and yeah. how things were pulled back mm -hmm. <laughs> i love me some beat boobs dude <laughs> <laughs> love me some beat boobs <laughs> there's drums there's other elements the things that i care about in this song are the beat boobs and that synthetic bass yeah uh that's just like driving the whole thing the whole time uh, and about a minute in, um, uh, there's this one little kind of thin lead synth line that comes in, mm -hmm. and it kind of builds a little bit and builds a little bit, and the whole song builds around it, and then everything drops out except for that little lead synth line. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I loved that part, because after everything drops out but it, 
everything else comes in but like 2x (laughs) all the beep boops are beepier and boopier yeah (laughs) the synthetic bass is just like that much syntheticier and bassier you know (laughs) just 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 superlatives superlatives um (laughs) and that actually happens twice in the song where it drops out and comes back in more intense oh nice um um, and that's like my favorite element of it Uh, yeah i really enjoy it no it's a good uh it was good like so much stuff built that when it becomes just the one Right. Thing, you're just like, oh shit. And it's a solid, it's a solid like lead little synth line. Like, yeah, it keeps, for it sure. keeps your brain in that little like hook, which I guess is what EDM music does. It gets you in that loop, right? Yeah, but, for sure. <laughs> in a good way. But so the infographic uh, for this part of the article, uh-huh. um, it just shows this mad scientist at the DJ booth. Mm-hmm. And he's holding two cables in the air as lightning strikes behind him. <laughs> Hope you paid your respects before DJ Frankenbeat gets to the podium. Because you know this guy's always got to steal the show. Ah, that bastard. <laughs> Due to this, it may be wise to arrive to the event 15 to 20 minutes early to make sure you get your due. I always come early. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the penultimate uh, uh, section of this WikiHow article. Ooh. And this section is titled, Raise the Deads by Swan. You know that uh that gif of those industrial goths like under, under a the bridge, bridge in Germany? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, uh, the proper term is cyber goth. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, was, I was seeing a lot of pavement and a lot of other things. You know. <laughs> you don't. You don't become a cyber goth living rurally. Is <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be infrastructure. <laughs> Like the one cyber goth in a two uh, in a two stop sign town, just like <laughs> just like doing glow stick shows in front of the, the in front of the fucking all subs. <laughs> hey, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 I thought it was really cool, but the thing about it for me is that like the vibe that I was getting the whole time is like one of those like post-futuristic hellscapes yeah uh this is a song that like if it didn't come out like like in like what was it 92 or 91 or whatever like like it could be an escape from new york yeah like, for sure. like you know what i mean and it's mostly because of that like sweeping eerie descending synth that right. comes in yeah at, at for the drop sure. right yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's great there's this big build to the drop and then like the drop happens and you're expecting it to get like fucking wild like yeah. i graduated high school when dubstep was big so it's yeah, like every time yeah. every time it builds to a drop i'm always expecting some 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 fucking dubstep bullshit yeah um and and so when it drops and it's just quiet for a sec, and then the drums come in, and there's like you said that descending, very like 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 
spooky synth that just comes through. Yeah. And that's like the only thing tonal outside of like the drums and bass during the drop. Right. It just feels very like 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 uh like you could be driving a limousine with chandeliers on it instead of headlights, <laughs> you know? Um. <laughs> I'm the king. I'm the king of New York. <laughs> um I put that that synth sounds evil in just the best way. Oh yeah, for um. sure. <laughs> Uh, the picture for this portion of the article. Yeah, I. I oh, no, go I, ahead. Go I, ahead. I was just gonna say that synth sound. I don't give a shit where I am. If I hear that, I'm upset and scared. Uh huh. You know. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. A creepy ga- graveyard. Appropriate. Still scared. My niece's birthday party. If I hear that synth sound, I get scared. Dude, that synth sound is the only song in the Barbie soundtrack. (laughs) I don't know if you know this. It's a psychological thriller. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but the only song in Oppenheimer is Barbie Girl. (laughs) By those people. And they're... I can't remember their name right now. I know they're a one-hit wonder, and if you fault me on that for not knowing who's saying Barbie Girl... Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember. I know the name. Just... No, I don't. Yeah. I lied. Yeah. I thought I knew the name. God. The picture for this portion of the WikiHow article <laughs> uh, shows all of the funeral attendees, but they're huddled around the coffin now. Mm. They look a lot like the zombies from I Am Legend. Oh. <laughs> the first, the very first scene when you see them where they're all standing in that room cluttered up. Yeah. And they're just kind of shaking. Which is crazy because that's what Jada Pickett Smith looks like now. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. She your wife now? What the fuck? I wish. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, this picture. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're all huddled around this coffin, uh, like yeah. the the zombies from I Am Legend, and in the middle of, of it, there's like lightning striking down onto the coffin with electricity coursing over it. Yeah. And that brings us to the final section of our wiki. How? Oh fuck. Titled. Running from you <laughs> by DJ Akuzi, which is DJ Jacuzzi. They just share a J. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, that's cool, that's clever. Hop in the jacuzzi. I, I, I enjoy this song because it's almost got like two counter elements to it. Yeah. Um, on one end, all of the instrumentals except for the drum and bass are super chill. Yeah. On the other end, <laughs> the drum and bass are pretty fucking intense. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I really love the the bass kick of that mm-hmm. and then the, the counterbalance of that like super high, super like, like sort of... Uh, like, like washy, yeah, yeah, spacey like, synth, yeah. Like it's yeah, very yeah. ambient. It just kind of fills the 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 soundscape. But yeah, you're, it's not doing any of the work so far as moving the song forward. Guys. Right. Yeah. And in the thing that I really liked about this, and the reason, because like I would say, based on the general vibe of the song, "Running from You" is probably a song about like like 
oh, uh, 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 there's there's this person who I used to see, but like we're like fire and gasoline, and it's toxic. So like yeah. it's not good for me to be with you. So like I want you, but I'm running from you. Yeah. You know, some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, what I put, <laughs> what I put is that the what the uh, wiki how oh, yeah, article put what the wiki how article uh, uh, writer put. Uh, 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 what does it say here? James Stevenson. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, what they put uh, is <laughs> the the uh, uh, the bass hits are like very reminiscent of like a heartbeat, like beating yeah, kind of fast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that was kind of indicative of like running away for your life. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so all that the text says in this part of the article is now is the part where you run. <laughs> uh, the picture depicts an arm reaching up out of the casket. As all of the attendees begin to scatter. Uh, hope you've been practicing your cardio, Zach. Because all DJ funerals end this way. Fuck. We I... really need DJ Frankenbeat to find a new scene. Because he's causing issues. Yeah. And none of our boys are resting in peace. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the WikiHow article I found online. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for uh, mailing it in. Uh, and thank you so much for digging me out of this coffin. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Now, let me. I, I'm, I'm a little tired. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick back in the coffin oh, for a perfect. second. I didn't sweat on the pillow too much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What's this sticky bit over here? Come. All right. Uh, well, I'm just going to kind of. I'm going to get some shut eye here real quick. And I'm going to close this. Um, and I'm going to get into my segment. Uh, so, Marshall, uh, my segment, um, I, I kind of wanted to go through the grief process, but in a danceable way. As of June 20th, 2023, New Jersey's most prominent disco DJ and just all around DJ, mm-hmm. Disco Duff Douglas, has passed away. DJ Disco Duff Douglas. Douglas. We will be celebrating his life today. At the abandoned warehouse in Trenton, New Jersey, <laughs> where we've set up a dance floor, and his open casket is in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> That's dope. His death truly is a tragedy. Like the song Tragedy by the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, you know? The Bee Gees, man. Those vocals, I, I said this to you while it was playing. Uh, the, yeah. The, the Bee Gees are so good, and their vocals, without fail, will crack me up. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Not because they're bad. It's no. just like It's just like, there's, there's, there's like, there's it's like. It's so high. It's, it's so, so high. high. It's yeah. so high, and, and they nail it, and it's so good. It's so um, good. And I can't help but just laugh. And, and it's like, and it's like a joyous, jovial laugh, right. you know? It, well, I mean, there's that whole SNL bit, like, talking <laughs> it up on the Gary B- uh, Gibbs talk show, where they're just, you know, making fun of, like, uh-huh. the falsetto voice and other shit like that. And, and it's, it's hilarious. I mean. 
And this is like a classic sort of BG song. You know, mm-hmm. it's it is uh, it, just like "Staying Alive," where "Staying Alive" is a is a is a harrowing song when you think about it, right? But because they sing it in such a high pitch and like funky way, it doesn't seem like it. You know, and 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 this song incorporates a lot of like their style, where it's like you know the chorus of um, uh, "Staying Alive" and also the chorus of this is super high pitch, but also very fast. Like they're saying a lot of words. You yeah, know? it's like yeah. it's like the, like it's like the fast rap of just like nineteen seventies like disco. Like, yeah, I was about to say it's disco. It's Busta. If he did yeah, disco. it's Busta. He did disco. <laughs> you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a one man, man no time, time to go. Um, <laughs> I really love the opening of the song because it like it. Uh, so the the synth comes in as super fun, but then the guitar comes in. It's mm-hmm. just like very much like it's like, and we're going through it. You know, I'm a sucker for any song uh, disco song that has like a string section in it. It's it's sad. It's upbeat. It's it's a dance funeral. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> if disco. Was still the kind of music that was in clubs. Yeah, you would go I would to go, clubs. I would yeah. go. I would go clubbing. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I have any issue with club music now. I like a lot of it. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, you made a whole just... playlist of it. <laughs> 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 I don't think they'd play a lot of the songs I just played in clubs. Um... <laughs> Depends on the club. You got to find that's one that's uh, all pills. <laughs> <laughs> the scary kind. Oh, um, yeah. There's something about disco that is so just energetic and it's so fun um and it's like almost any disco song just makes me want to move but yeah no so everyone is now dancing you know and i mm-hmm. and i do want to preface also this by saying that not every song on this playlist is going to be disco even though it is very heavy disco right <laughs> But everyone is dancing, right? Zach says that to me every time we get in the car to drive. To work. <laughs> it's he goes, not he goes, all disco. He goes, "Hey, so we got about a forty-minute drive ahead of us, and it's not yeah. all disco, but it's disco heavy. It's disco heavy. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of bony M on this drive. Hope you like Daddy Cool and Rasputin." <laughs> Rasputin does rule though. Rasputin's good, dude. I recently heard a song uh, that I did not know, similar vein of Rasputin called Ma Baker. Oh, you were t- you showed me that. Yeah, you showed it's, it's crazy, dude. It's about Ma Baker. Yeah. <laughs> a I cult love, figure, Ma Baker. Yeah, I love, I love, I love when a disco song is like, and let me teach you something, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so everyone is everyone is dancing. And uh, this brings me to my next song, which is uh, Dance On Through by The Human Beings. Organ. Yeah. That organ. And then when the song goes into that chorus section. Yeah. And the organ does what should be the vocal melody instead of the vocals. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. Yeah. It's I, really good. I love the tone of it. It, it. I wrote it down as like telephone sounding. Yeah. You know? No, that's yeah, good. That's like, good. Like that, that tone on an old school telephone, you know, mm-hmm. where you'd hear like the dial tone, but it's like maybe they make it funky, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know? Um I, I love how simplistic this song is because mm-hmm. the message itself is also simplistic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dance on through life. Yes, we're going to have some tough times and other shit like that. But we're just going to dance through it. Like it was saying, it's like, you know, I'll be there with open arms, you know, as soon as we're reconnected. But until then, you know, we just got to dance through this like rough time, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's 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 such a weird idea of like, yeah, shit sucks. Let's dance about it. You know, like and, and there's a there's a quote and I think Jojo Rabbit where it's like um, only those who dance are free. Well, I think it's it's not dissimilar to the idea that you hear a lot. Smile till you believe it. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where where uh, even when shit's shitty and, and this is coming from someone who is like clinically depressed. Yeah. Someone who, who has a chemical imbalance and like can't just, <laughs> can't just be happy without some help. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Uh, I don't want people to think I'm just saying stop being sad. Because that's not what I'm saying. Um, we know for a first hand that doesn't work. Yes. But there is definitely some truth um, um, in the idea of like of like mindset matters a lot. Oh, 100%. Um, um, and doing something like dancing during a tragic moment uh, uh, can be one of those things that like truly does give get you through yeah you know and i love that message yeah for sure and uh, i for me it's like you know yeah you're feeling you know a down but do the dougie <laughs> you'll feel okay all the ladies love me all the, all the ladies love me. yeah because you're doing the dougie <laughs> you know and you're gonna get it's gonna be okay we're gonna go to this disco club off oak lawn and i'm gonna do the <laughs> dougie all night <laughs> So as the crowd begins to dance, right, mm-hmm. around uh, uh, Disco Duff's uh, coffin, you know, it, it starts to really hit them, right, of, like, this is the last time they're really dancing when Disco Duff. This leads to my next song, uh, Love Really Hurts Without You by Billy Ocean. Zach, you have such a knack for picking out the kind of song that vibes one way and says something else entirely. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's this is like a song about like 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 it's basically baby come back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but fast. <laughs> but, but it's like it's like the music is such good vibes. Right. And the whole yeah. thing is just like this tragic thing of like. Without you, I literally cannot be happy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny because, like, the opening of the song sounds a lot like a different love song, like uh, I I, uh, uh, Can't Help Myself. And and that's that's an amazing song, and it has a similar progression in in the, the beginning of it. But what I love about this song is, like, the idea of, like, love really hurts without you. 
you know, mm-hmm. it, it, in this context of of the song, it is about a man whose uh, uh, sp- uh, like spouse or partner is, you know, uh, has left them and is just going on to other people and other things and other stuff like that. And they just can't get over it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that really rings true in the grieving process. Yeah, there it is a it is a it is a, a heartbreaking concept of like nothing I will experience that positive emotion of love now is like somewhat lessened. It's you diminished. Know? It's yeah. diminished because I no longer have you in my life. I, I, I remember the first time it registered for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the like the true profound sense of loss that you get after yeah. someone passes away because it was sure. it was it was a moment where um it was it was after uh the situation I told earlier with my grandmother yeah um and then uh uh it was like a year or two later after my grandfather on my mom's side of the family passed yeah um and it was like even a while after that it was like it was like it had finally set in that it was like the true tragedy here is that I will have no more shared experience with this person literally ever again yeah you know what i mean and and yeah. and and man that was dark i don't know if we need to leave this in the episode yeah. i don't know no no i mean uh, I'll, I'll take it darker i'll take it darker okay uh, okay uh, take it darker <laughs> <laughs> no i i remember when uh my grandfather passed away my dad's dad mm-hmm. um who who i loved so much who was just such a character but what I remember I was at work when they told me, like, I got the text that mm-hmm. he passed away. And, you know, it was something I was kind of prepared for and other stuff like that. And just the the thought occurred to me, he never saw me do stand-up. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, and that was something I, I knew he loved. Like, he knew I was doing it, and he loved that so much. He was super interested in it. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. And, and uh, but, yeah, that's what got me. Yeah, you no, know, that makes like, sense. Because I was just like, oh, shit, this thing that I am so passionate about that I love so much. That's a huge part of your life that you yeah. put a tremendous amount of, like, energy and effort and, like, frankly, just, like, love and emotion into. Yeah. Like, you put, like, I, I see how this man works, people. Like, like, <laughs> like here's the thing. And I tell them, I tell him this regularly. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's like this man's work ethic when it comes to making people laugh and making good jokes and, like, literally the science of it and, like, literally understanding like like at its core why things are funny and like doing research and putting in the legwork like there's so many people that can get on stage and like tell a joke and it doesn't land and they workshop it and they keep doing that until it lands yeah Uh, but this man like dissects the theory of like why certain jokes don't land and what you can do to turn that around (laughs) like like, what this guy does is impressive and all of that is to say that like i understand like like I, i i get it that's like yeah that I understand why that would weigh heavy on you. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, oh no, this is like you know, in a way, you know, to it, it sound a little pretentious. This is my art form. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. And and, yeah, and, yeah. and the fact that I didn't get to share that with him uh, before he passed was just so heartbreaking. Yeah, you know? no. And uh, but yeah, no, I feel like in the the grieving process, you go through that. You go through like that sort of like, uh, man, everything is lessened because of this person is no longer like around right you know right and uh and and i feel like all the people in the the audience at disco duff's funeral feel that way Mm -hmm. you know and and they they start feeling you know that this isn't this isn't you know as as good as it could be um (laughs) 
Sorry. There's a lot of songs that like really express that emotion. Uh huh. But like this one's a banger. You know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like, I was just laughing. I, I was literally laughing because it got so serious for a sec. <laughs> and for you to turn around with that line, that fucking yeah. rules. <laughs> but at this moment, the entire crowd remembers Dreams Never End by New Order. I love new I love new order yeah um, and and honestly the fact that you chose a new order song is so apropos for this playlist yeah um just because I feel like they're kind of like the creation of new order is dance funeral yeah exactly you know what I mean um um, um with Ian Curtis passing and it mm-hmm. going uh and, and and joy division dying with him yeah creating new order out of it and yeah. it's just like and it's just and, and new order is like is like you can hear the ways that it's still rooted in joy division and they're still yeah. the same band mates right um but then for them to have come out and it's like it's like they do like like synth heavy new wave basically yeah you yeah, know out sure. of like out of like their weird like like punk adjacent fucking shit that they were doing is joy division yeah um but it's like their whole story is the story of a group of guys who basically had a dance funeral for their friend and then kept going and kept making something and they made something beautiful yeah um and and like new order is just it's it's a phenomenal band and it's like and it's like joy division also a phenomenal band and it's like you you want to mourn the loss of joy division Mm -hmm. but then the fact that they came together and made like literally like like top hits (laughs) you know like like songs that we all know oh blue monday is (laughs) one of the greatest songs of all time just like songs that we all know and they were able to come and do that um um out of that dark situation out of of their friend's death out of that situation it's just it's just it's just really beautiful and it's uh uh uh, just the fact that you chose this band at all for this playlist is so (laughs) apropos um uh, much less uh, uh whatever you're about to say about how it fits in you know well i didn't realize this i did a a a small bit of research so this is the first uh song off of their debut album oh really yeah so this is the first song and the uh, the line dreams never end is actually a response to a joy division line in the song insight where he Mm -hmm. says like all dreams must end Oh yeah, and so like I I love that aspect of like no dreams dreams never end you know yeah. like we formed this band it's like we we continued on our path even though we lost a like a good friend and a, a brother uh you know a, a person a fixture in our lives but mm-hmm. you know the dream never ends you know we're gonna keep going and shit like that like I love that mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I just also it's just that that opening that opening minute of the song which right? is the guitar playing the yeah oh, yeah and that's so good because I feel like that is that is like the pain you feel mm-hmm. in grief 
that that opening is the the dour tone of just feeling your emotions and, and grieving and that's okay but then after 53 seconds when it changes up the rest of the band has been there but everything changes after that moment it becomes this release and it becomes this sort of feeling of like it's okay you know life is going to continue and 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 we're going to even though this sucks and i can't promise that life gets better all the time after this mhm it's it's gonna continue you know well, these it's, first 53 seconds are a little something called life yeah <laughs> and it doesn't stop at those 53 seconds right yeah, like yeah exactly <laughs> you know it's it's uh, life keeps going but it won't always be suffering there's mm-hmm. going to be suffering here and there that's just life itself but you're going to get through it and 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 at that moment you know the crowd is smiling but they're also in tears and we conclude with our final song you can't stop the music by the village people <laughs> <laughs> music in our walk music when we talk it's really something magic to lose it with the tragic I know, I know it's the last day of June when this is released, but happy Pride Month, everybody. Like, I hope you had Amen. a great fucking time, you know? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I realized I was like, I added a Village People song, and I was like, <laughs> oh shit, it's been Pride Month this whole time. Yeah, it and, is. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just I just hope everybody's out there having a great, great time. Um, I gotta ask, Zach, uh, yeah. with you putting this song at the end of Dance Funeral, Yeah. Uh, was it the construction worker who died? Was it the cop who died? Was it the Native American chief who died? Or was it one of the other two guys whose sticks I can't remember? Right uh, now? It was the biker. Ah, the biker. Okay. Yeah, which shocked no one. <laughs> he was doing all of that. He was doing all that 1970s biker crank. Yeah, <laughs> that and also on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two so deadly funny. combinations. It's so funny that meth and bikes go hand in hand. Huh? I know, right? <laughs> oh, they're both pretty fast. You know, when you think about it. Um, but yeah, no, I love the Village People. You they're know? good, dude. They're, they're fun. They're it's, fun. Oh. Like I like to think that their music is a celebration. Like every song yeah. by the village people, it is it is pretty much like a one note, but that one note is super fucking fun. It's good fucking vibes. Uh, yeah, man. yeah. Like <laughs> even though Disco Duff is is gone. DJ DD is dead. Yeah. I'm so sad that we had another D to that mix. Yeah, but even though he's gone, the music lives on. Amen, brother. You can't stop the music, you know? <laughs> And uh, if you're listening uh, to this episode and you've lost somebody recently, know that they're not gone. You know, they're always with you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not to laugh at that idea. It's just, it's just, it's just. I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marshall, uh, that's the end of my playlist. <laughs> well, good news. Yeah, and now I think uh, I think we have one more segment to lighten things up before we uh, 
we before sure we get do. out of here. So for those of you who stuck around through this long, long tear jerker. Uh, yeah, yeah. We do have one more segment that I've prepared. Yeah, jerking all these tears. <laughs> So, uh, 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 I was thinking about this, uh, death, that is. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, there's some really good movies that revolve around death. Yeah. I would say, honestly, probably most of them, <laughs> to some degree or another. Yeah. Uh, but there was one that jumped out to me, uh, 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 The Dead Poets Society. Yeah, it's got dead in the name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so I thought today I would pay a little homage to uh, a, a fantastic movie uh, that, has had, that was portrayed by a, a great actor, uh, Mr. Robin Williams. R.I.P. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Love that. Um, man. And so, Zach, I've actually uh, given you a couple of cue cards. Because mm-hmm. um, what we're going to do is we are going to act out a scene from the Dead Poets Society that I have modified slightly. All right. To be uh, a little more pertinent to our theme today. Yeah, I got my, uh, my cue cards. Uh, all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the Dead DJ Society. Now, uh,. Mr. Webb, <laughs> that's a rather unfortunate name. Uh, Mr. Webb, where are you, Mr. Webb? Ah, Mr. Webb, would you open your hymnal to page 542 and read the stanza of the poem you find there? Flip, 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 flip. To the virgins, to make much of base. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the one. Somewhat appropriate, isn't it? Gather ye midi controllers. While ye may, old time is still flying at 130 beats per minute, and the same DJ that raves today, tomorrow will be dying. Ha! Thank you, Mr. Webb. Now, gather ye MIDI controllers while ye may. Uh, the Latin term for that sentiment, carpe bastilla. Who here knows what that means? Carpe bastilla. That sees the bass drop. Ah, very good, Mr. Webb. Seize the bass drop. Gather ye MIDI controllers while ye may. Why does the writer use these lines? Because he's a candy kid? No, ding. Thank you for playing anyways. Because we are food for worms, lad. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. Now, I would like you to step forward over here and peruse some of the faces from the past. You've walked past them many times, but I don't think you've really looked at them. They're not that different from you, are they? Same haircuts full of hormones, just like you, invincible, just like you feel. The world is their underground warehouse where they (laughs) rave. They believe they're destined for great festivals. Why, just like many of you. (laughs) Their eyes are fully dilated, just like your own. But did they wait until it was too late to make their lives even one iota of what they were capable? Because you see, gentlemen, these boys are now fertilizing daffodils. But if you listen real close, you can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Go on. Lean in. Listen. Do you hear it? Carpe. Carpe. 
Hoppy Bastilla. <coughs> Seize the bass drop, boys. And make your lives extraordinary. <laughs> oh, Diplo, my Diplo. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, that is the sweaty, uh, uh, large pupil uh, kiss to the forehead that puts this episode to bed. Let's get that kiss some water. He yeah, probably needs it. Yeah, okay. we, uh, drink water, kids. Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, it might have not been as funny as the other ones, but, you know, it's a funeral, so show some class. Um, <laughs> have ye no respect for the dead. Exactly. You know, uh, if you guys could do us a solid favor, uh, I, 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 literally a, a thing that would get you into heaven and give us a five-star review and a follow on whatever app you're listening to this on, Spotify, uh Apple Music, all that fun stuff. Uh, you guys can also uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we post stuff, uh, you know, here and there, just new episodes and graphics and whatnot. Just this fun, weird shit that we like to do. You guys can also email us, eardrunk at gmail.com. If you guys have any uh, playlist suggestions or uh, maybe notes like, hey, this one was too sad or... Uh, <laughs> Or maybe like a note like, uh, hey, you guys really fucked up this one thing. Or, uh, hey, that was my Yelp review that you used in the, that segment and I'm pissed off at you. Anything like that, you guys can email us and we'll read it and we'll, you know, uh, probably on air. You guys can also check out our playlist of all these great songs in our description of this episode. And you'll see another person in there and that's uh, J.W. Francis. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, J.W. lets us use the song lo-fi off the album we share a similar joy it's an amazing song guys i know i add a little bit of uh you know a little fun sound effects in the beginning but guys if you haven't already just check out that song all of his shit is just dope as hell he's on tour right now be sure to check out those dates if he's coming anywhere near uh near you marshall and i are gonna go see him on july 2nd in fort worth texas uh, oh, that's not. That's like a week and a half away. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be a fucking fun show. I'm gonna wear my JW Francis shirt, and, and I'm uh, gonna buy one. Yeah, and if you guys are out there, see, uh, say hello to us. You know, let us know. Uh, uh, I don't think they know what we look like. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> we're both wearing glasses, and we both look like uh, we would be at a JW Francis concert. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> folks, uh, once again, guys, just. Thank you so much for listening. We really have a great time doing this show, and it means a lot to us. With all that being out of the way, I've been your host, Zach Webb. And I'm the construction worker from the village, people. And have a kick-ass day. 